Welcome to Hi Finn, the podcast by Fifi Who Cares Because What? Who the fuck cares, exactly, bitch? Exactly, exactly. And we have another episode with my guest. Who is it? The one, the only. Who? I don't know. They heard you downstairs. Ah! It's Miss Savannah Guitar. Hi, how are you? Welcome back to my channel. Don't copyright me, bitch. Oopsie. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. Oh my God, of course. It's New Year's Eve. We're having drinks. <laughs> Let's cheer the drinks. Cheers, cheer bitch. That was good. That was good. Mm. You have to... That's what is fresh. it? A ASMR? Yeah. When you're like... <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I just think of the grapefruit girl where she's like... <laughs> and you're like... Uh-huh. Legend. Legend. Icon. <laughs> she is the moment. She is the moment. What are we talking about today? So, I think what we're going to talk about today is the... I think. <laughs> I think is the year in review. How was 2020? Everything that happened from our lives to your lives to my lives to pop culture to music to everything and more. Ah, we're going to also know. talk about pop culture, by the way. Don't think this is like a review of political shit. <laughs> we're going to get deep into shit. We're going to talk about basic gay shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Savannah is the best person to bring to talk about this shit, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I am here to spill all the tea on the messy year that was 2020. 2020. And we're literally doing it on New Year's Eve. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Again, how are you? <laughs> we have a, a couple of drinks already. Who? I play a lot of Just Dance. <gasps> oh my God. Stop. <laughs> we could honestly go on a tangent alone of just Just Dance. How much we struggle. Yes. Well, I mean, we're doing pretty good though. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's bring the topics out. First topic is... The music that dropped this year. Music that dropped this year. Well, first and foremost, as the uh, gay icons that we must be, let's take a minute and talk about Chromatica. Which we have right here in vinyl. (laughs) (laughs) So funny story, Fifi and I both got record players for Christmas, but we not only got the record players, we got... The Chromatica vinyl, the limited edition milk <laughs> Chromatica. <laughs> and we got the same vinyl, like, and the same record player. We it's did. a different colors. We did. It was a very iconic. It was very of the gays, as mm-hmm. I would say, because we are what? Faggots. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> um, so I actually didn't have a record player before, so I was Me super I gagged to get it. But I not only got Chromatica, I also got Paris Hilton's first and only album, Paris, gifted from the one and only Miss Ice Couture. Thank you so much for knowing my iconic taste. So I'm just excited to now start my never-ending collection of records. Because me, me too. I just love like putting them on and cleaning or like chilling. You know who who we perfect for, for a vinyl? Who? Lana. I feel like it will be like a perfect like. She is all of the vinyls. White shirt. I will love you till the day I die. My pussy tastes like Pepsi Cola. That's my favorite quote of all time. Wow. We love to see it. 
I don't drink Pepsi, but I bet Shavira is out there oh with God. her Pepsi. Bless her, her Pepsi heart. Pepsi. So she is somewhere. She is. We don't know where land. she is, but like somewhere far, far away, like in Shrek, you know. Wherever she is, we hope that she's safe. She's having a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year's, and. We hope that for you too. <laughs> not just Vera. <laughs> for every person listening. But not only Chromatica came out, which I will say, Chromatica 2 into 911. Like, Icon, legend, it was the moment. <laughs> changed my life. Literally, when I hear it, I'm like, oh, I want to perform it at another club. Another, another club. club. No another- sleep. <laughs> Plane. Bus. Bus. Train. Another club. Another club. Uber. <laughs> Pizza at three in the morning. Oh my goodness. Stop. Why are you coming for my gig? <laughs> What else came out this year that was like gay? I get so honestly, the thing that I think that rivals to me personally, Chromatica is Plastic Hearts by Miley Cyrus. That album is so like 80s, like punk, pop, rock, glam. It's very like David Bowie. It's just like, it's so just like very like my personal. Like Your judge. my judge, my aesthetic, my fantasy, where I'm just kind of like, oh my God, can I like video this entire album? Like it's so good. You know what you I mean? You should do a visual album like Beyonce, just like not stop. Oh my goodness. The ideas are a boring. <laughs> What What's did you your... think about Plastic Hearts? Oh, I loved it. Totally unique. Never the same uh, showstopper. Yes. You know. Some people are like, oh, it's very blah, blah, blah. But I personally, like, I'm a bit of a, a space cadet. So I like to live in the galaxy and the space and the moment. Because I am what? The moment. Um, so Plastic Hearts really does it for me because it's very, like, I just want to, like, smoke a dube and, like, have the convertible down on the way to the beach. And I'm just like, oh, that's, that's my fantasy. Mm -hmm. I think Dua Lipa's future nostalgia is the tea, bitch. Ooh, see. And she did a virtual concert called Studio 2058, was it? Studio something, question, question. 20-something. Anyway, li- we bought tickets to watch the concert live. Uh, by way, I mean me. And was and it iconic? Was everything. I mean, she cannot dance, but, like, relatable. I cannot <laughs> dance either. But, like, That's she was living. Game. She was singing live. She was giving it all. No one else was doing it. And she brought Kylie Minogue on stage. Oh, oh shit. Uh, Studio 2051. 2051. We love that. Fact uh, checker. Thank you so much, Yeah, we have, we have Austin here uh, fact checking everything. 54. That- Studio 2054. Wow. Oh, Studio 54. Look at her. Yeah. She's like, you're not going to fucking drag my name through the mud. <laughs> not with your incorrect facts. Um, the personal album that I would say is one of my favorites, minus those two, is actually Rare by Selena Gomez. But didn't that one drop last year? So it actually dropped early January. Oh, okay. I looked it up today, actually, as we were talking about the 2020. The album is so, it's very sensual. It's very sexual. It's very awakening, no, no, but it's very... No. I'm going to disagree. My I, favorite Selena album is Revival. Oh, this that is my revival. revival. I'm down into the future. But Hands I'm blinded to by myself. The sun. Hands to myself. Um, uh, good r- for you. A rhythm. A fetish. Rhythm, rhythm and uh, Sober. I will. I, s- I went to that concert too. Oh, of, so good. Of course so I did So good. <laughs> I will uh, say though, there's just a, something specific about revival that really gets me. And it's just, 
even if you look at kind of like the even the cover and like even the, the Grammys and like all of the nonsense, it's very underappreciated. But you mean you, rare? Rare, yes. You just a revival. Oh, did I say rare? Yeah. Because because you said you were talking about it, so it got me so excited. But literally, like rare, dance again, look at me now, love to lose you. There's honestly Is Walsh in this one. No, that's the one before that. Oh, that one is Marshmallow. Okay. But a uh, crowned room with Six Black. So good. Sweeter plays Kid Cudi. I honestly, personally, absolutely lived for it. And then she re-released it. And I believe it was April with a couple more tracks. Like, I want a boyfriend. Oh, but it, just get me head and Yes, it's ends. very like Ariana Grande, but like less aggressive. Oh my God. Positions drop this year. How we forget yeah, Switching my positions for you. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest. It's cute. There's maybe one or two tracks. Not I impressed. love the whole album. Um, not impressed. But it's not Dangerous Woman. I'm sorry. Dangerous Woman is the one. Is the. It's an icon. It's a legend. Is the moment. It's the moment. It will. All, it was the moment. It is the moment. It will always be the moment. Okay. So since I have this moment, I will say there is a one album sort of kind of that transcended into 2020, and it's actually from if you can recall and feel the moment. It is Ali and AJ. The throwback, yes, absolutely. The they are the moment, the potential breakup song. So they finally in 2020, I believe it was November, they released an album called We Don't Stop. And it was essentially a collection of their EPs and their singles of them just being like the 80s fantasy. And can I tell you, it is so good. Honestly, like everything from like promises to attack on panic. It's so good. It's very like 80s glam. Just like I so like the Miley vibe. Very no, but my, I feel like Miley's was more like 90s like glam rock where this is more like 80s like dream pop. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Very like just like dreamy and like sensual. So much good music this year. It might have been a shed year but the music Honestly, I will say the music fucking slayed this year. At least that's something. WAP, Megan Thee Stallion. <laughs> Hello. Swallow me, gobble me, drip down, sign of me. Oh, I want so you to park that big Mack truck. But you know what wasn't as good as the music this year, though? The movies. I mean, I don't really watch movies, so I don't really know. What so is, okay, so let me help you out here. As somebody who was a, a big moviegoer, I found the inspiration not the greatest. I feel like, personally, the biggest letdown was probably, and this is so hard for me to say, it's probably Wonder Woman 1984. Mm -hmm. Um, it was a cute idea and concept, especially with Cheetah and all the fantasy. I don't know who is my comic fans out there, but it was a bit of a mismatch and a little bit of a mess. It just kind of looked at somebody was like, oh, this is a four hour movie. Let me cut it down to two and a half. Honey, you should have cut it down to more. Wasn't great. Wasn't bad. I loved it. I watched it a couple times. Um, but, but you that, were not living for yourself. But I wasn't living. But you know what I was living for was actually this year we had a record-breaking four, maybe five gay-themed Christmas movies. Yes. And one was filmed in Ottawa. One was filmed in Ottawa. As and all of us queens. <laughs> so were, okay, so I know. They were casting a drag queen for literally a scene that was 20 seconds. And we all auditioned, <laughs> and we were at Sushi for Kiki Ko's birthday. Correct. When we were allowed to go out and dine, 
and we all had audition. I think two people on the table had not auditioned. And everybody got I think in. There was maybe six or eight of us that had, had audition. audition. Yeah. And everybody had auditioned the night before. Everybody got in drag. And I was the only motherfucker who didn't because I emailed them the night before me, like, do I have to? And they're like, not necessary. And I was like, perfect, I won't. Can't relate. And <laughs> no one in Ottawa got it. <laughs> it got, it nope. was a bitch in Toronto. Toronto Queen, of course. And they were literally looking for someone in Ottawa to cast. Well, I guess. We're not good enough. I'm not trying to come for my gig or anybody else's gig, but. Apparently our shit does stink. Oopsie doopsie. Apparently. But but that's cool. That was one of the highlights of the movie. And in case anyone didn't wonder, or as any in case anybody is a wondering, oh my god, let me correct myself and my words. Is the movie is called uh the holiday switch up, switch up, something along the words of switch it's up. French any, dresser. Anyways, the it. mother is Thank you so much. A friend, a fucking dresser. It's filmed in the market. It's filmed in Glebe. It's super gorgeous. They also have the guy from um, Mean Girls. Yeah, Samuels, who got engaged while filming the movie. Oh, actually, that's a different movie. No, he couldn't. Isn't it? No, that he's one? not in that movie. No, I thought no, he no. was. Anyways, so well, my, there, fuck my so drag. there's a couple. So there's the happiest season, which is Kristen Stewart. Stewart. Thank you, and she's a lesbian, and that's the first like a big production. Mm-hmm. And then there's a Christmas something, which is three stories. It's like this guy and his old like high school sweetheart, and then a mom and a dad who are going through divorce, and then the guy from Mean Girls, Jonathan something something, and his partner having a kid. And then there was a third one. What's the third one I watched? Oh, that was the Ottawa one, which was the switch up with Fran Drescher. And it was about this guy from New York moving back to Wisconsin and finding like his true love, but not knowing what to do. And just like, I'm not going to lie. I did watch the movie. I gagged and cried a little bit because it was so cute just to see this like movie produced in Ottawa with like local talent and just like, the the scene I don't have you seen the movie? No, I haven't. So the scene where the a dry queen comes on, she actually ended up getting a full credit. She got a name. All of the fantasy. There was lines. I watched it and I was like, "This is so cute." But because spoiler alert, when you get auditions, they give you um, essentially like talking like the the paragraphs you get the entire scene so it's like we like knew the scene going into it so it was like oh they were at like a lounge bar and somebody was a drag queen was playing the piano and then they like invited somebody up for like karaoke that was very like our fantasy yeah. so it was like super weird to like personally to watch it backwards and then to be like oh like I know the words that are going to be said. It was a super disorienting, but it was super cute. Shout out to the queen who booked it. She's from Toronto. Yeah. I don't know her or her name. It's something with an L. She was um, in, there's a show from CBC, and I know this because I was on. Oh, she was on drag. She was on Queens. Okay. Where it's like a show about crews. And tango or something? Oh, I don't know. Okay. I, I know who she is. Like, I follow her on Instagram. The moral of the story is, she looked cute. We're so proud of queens and our legends growing up. But, other than that, I mean... Yeah, you know what good movie was? The Prom. I watched it the other day on Netflix. With Nicole Kidman, James Corden. And the one, the only, the icon, the moment, Meryl Streep. Was it good? I cried for 20 minutes. I heard it was not good. I mean... It's a little bit of a choice of um, songs. 
But Meryl Streep kills it as always. So that she's, means I, she's the legend, she's the moment. But I cry at the end because there's a scene where like one of the girls comes out to her mom, and I Aww. lost it like crying. It was so good. We definitely love the moments of the faggotry. Well, it was a whole lesbian movie. Like this is like this lesbian girl who gets denied prom because she's a lesbian, oh. and like Meryl Streep shows up to save the day, pretty much because she's a Broadway star and she wants like good publicity. So she shows up to like. Well, I've seen the trailer where she's like, she puts it on. She's like, "This is my Tony," and he's like, "We don't have sweets." And, and she like pulls out another. She's like, "This is my second fucking Tony." That is very Judy Garland to do. You know, and like she would like, show up to hotels and be like, and she's like, "Again, I, I don't. We don't have sweets here." Yeah, very Judy, very Judy Garland. If you don't know who Judy Garland is, you're not a good gay. I feel like everybody knows who Judy Garland is. No, 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 no. For my birthday show at Lookout, Vera and I did the duet between Barbara Streisand and Judy Garland. There were people in the audience who did not know who the fuck was Judy Garland. That's and they were gay. That's basically homophobic. Uh, it's like when you and I have a show together and we do High School Musical, and people have never seen it. Where I'm like. He has never seen High School Musical 3. Oh my God. Okay, she's not she's not a part of this, so we're not going to talk about that. But as a general mass, I don't understand the concept. That movie made me gay. When people are like, oh, I haven't seen High School Musical. I was in fucking high school when High School Musical, Musical came, came out. out. And then it dropped and I was like, that one bitch with the blonde hair That's and the me. pink. Mm. I was so into Evan. Like, uh, imagine sorry, having Ryan. everything we'd ever dreamed. Evan, Don't you want it? Can't you see it? Mm. Imagine first audition after college, I get the lead. Um, apart from me. <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> You've got to believe it. Anyways. Icon, legend, the moment. That movie's so good. Honey, it is the moment. And you want to know, actually, speaking of the moment that I feel like gets a little underappreciated, is... Cheetah Girls. I love the Cheetah Girls up to the second movie. After that, it gets <gasps> kind of bad. The third movie is good. Oh, wild, wild. Oh, one, honey. Because we're searching together. Ba, 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 no. For... No. Oh. I like the second one when they go to Spain. You uh, didn't like India? No, I didn't like the India <laughs> part of the movie. Like, I feel like they stretch it too much. It's kind of like Sex and the City 2 when, like, they stretch it to a topic that had nothing to do with the, with the storyline. Well, it's because Raven wasn't in it. And she didn't want to do it. So they were like, just do it anyway. But then the three of them released an album and went on tour. Okay, well, like, good, good for them. So, like, they were like the Cheetah Girls, like, were like, uh, uh, like without Raven, but were they really? Can't really. No, it's like no. It's like if Sex and the City, Sex and the City, by the way, is getting a reboot on as a mini series on HBO next year without Samantha, without Samantha, which is not gonna be, it's not gonna be the T. It's not going to be it. Do we want to talk about the hatred that Kim Cattrall has towards the Sex <gasps> oh and the my God, City franchise? So good. No, like, she doesn't really have... She hates uh, sorry, Jessica Parker with a passion. Which, like, I get because, like, yeah. Uh, but also, like, oh... I also watched an interview with her a few... Like, last year, I think, where they asked her why she doesn't want to do it. And she's like, I'm over 60. Why should we be playing this like sexaholic? Like, she's like, it's past my time. Yeah. I'm done. I don't want to be playing someone having sex. Like, I'm not in the age to be like showing my tits and like getting fucked on TV. Which is uh, very fair. And she's like, the show ended years ago. That's when it should have died. I don't know why they did the yeah. movies. I agreed. But like, she's like, no more. <laughs> but the other three have agreed to the new show. 
Yeah, so they're already signed on. They're doing it. It's good to go. I don't know if they're going to, like, kill her in the show. She's going to move to another city. Like, they're probably just going to, like, not talk about her. I feel. They're probably but just she's so like, iconic. I am such a Samantha. I'm sorry, but, like, Samantha's whisper anymore. Because you're a fucking whore. whore. Yeah. I don't commit. I just slip around. And... See, I feel like as much as I'm like, oh, I was definitely a Samantha at one point in my life. I feel like now I'm definitely, like, I carry, I would say. You know what I mean? Where I'm like. So you go back to the same guy all the time? Well, <laughs> well, we do know that, but I feel like more of a Miranda. Miranda, why? I don't know. You have like vibrant, like you're more chill, but you can also get wild. You're definitely not Charlotte. Definitely not Charlotte, because Charlotte would be like, "I met someone. I'm gonna marry him." You know, like Ew. no, probably Honestly- like. She, like Miranda hated men and she never wanted to date. Yeah. She slept around a little, you know, cute or whatever. And then Carrie always went back to the same guy. But she was always dating, you know, and you're you're like not dating. Well, I don't really do that. See, but this I... is why you're more of a Miranda early seasons. Mm, see, there's so many contradictories where we're like, which way should we go? Yeah, I mean, like, I see that in the early season, but I definitely feel like later seasons, which is what I, like, have hooked onto, it, especially, like, the movies and stuff, I'm like, oh, probably, like, Carrie, you know what I mean? Because I'm just very, like, not about it. If you don't want to live my fantasy, uh, bye-bye. If you're not giving me the hottest couture, bye. uh, bye-bye. You know what I mean? So it's personally, but I mean, like, if you <laughs> if you want to tell me about my own fantasy, we absolutely feel Love it. to see it. We love to see it. I feel like we lost track of the topic. <laughs> the topic was the, the review 20- of 2020. And we the, literally started talking about sex on this studio that came out in the 90s. Well, I mean, that is a point of review. But if we're taking it back to 2020 and the year in review, I, as somebody who loved through the fantasy of Ali and AJ. Oh, wow. Oh my god, that was not supposed to happen. Um, everybody who loves <laughs> the fantasy of Ellie and AJ will know the iconic song that is a potential breakup song. And finally, now that it got this weird resurgence on TikTok, which can I just tell you, I do not understand. I do I have a TikTok? Yes. Is there content on there? Absolutely. Did I do it in the original lockdown and I didn't have anything else to do? Of course. But here we are. (laughs) So what I have to say is (laughs) Ali and AJ became such a TikTok phenomenon over the course of 2020, which doesn't surprise me because the year in itself is crazy. But the ladies decided in true 2020 fashion to release the song in a pure, explicit fashion with everything from shit to fuck. Wow. So if you're feeling fancy, check out the new Potential Breakup Song by Ellie and AJ explicit version because your teen heart will break in life because I know mine did. Okay, let's take it back now. What else happened this year that is iconic? Oh, she needs another drink. Thank you. There's pop on top of the <laughs> table. We're, we're, we're telling our our um assistant. our assistant to, to make to make drinks. <laughs> um, Canada's Drag Race 
dropped this year for the first time ever. Oh my goodness. We've been waiting for years about this. We did. So finally, after 12 seasons yeah. and a one and a half British, we finally got our Canada's Drag Race. And luckily, Fifi and I were lucky, I guess is the word to use, enough to watch the majority of the season together. So first, before we even get to the winner, let's talk about the top three. What do you think about the top three? Do you think it's accurate? And let me hear your fantasy is. My top three should have been, um, I would love to see Lemon there. I would have loved to see Juicebox there, even though she went home first. Ah, I love Juicebox. Me too, and she's such a hot guy too. She's just like, her aesthetic, drag-wise, is so like- and her hair flips. My iconic, fantasy. Iconic, oh, she's- Gorge. Most people don't like her. I don't. I don't understand why. But I live for her. That's because you're uneducated. Anyway, but I would love to. I would have loved to see Lemon Juice Box and maybe Bobo. You, I know you hate Bobo, but I would have loved to see Bobo. <laughs> well, I would never say that I hate Bobo because I don't hate anybody. I mean, I'm a strand. But if I had to pick a top three, realistically, I'd probably say Lemon. Um, just because, like, you the fantasy. Oh, God. The fantasy and more. I would definitely say Jimbo. Yeah. Because they purposely <laughs> did her dirty. It's not a question. And then I think to round it out, I would probably say Rita Bega. Oh, yeah. Like, I forgot about her. My Montreal sister, because she is literally a living fucking legend, and she deserves to be there. So I would personally say Lemon, Jimbo, and Rita okay. Bega. Easy for me, not even a question, top three. Mm-hmm. So then when we take into consideration the actual top three, I was like, uh-huh. episode five and episode four towards the finale, I was like, ah, I feel like you're judging is questionable. Barely. But the judging on Kenneth's Drag Race <laughs> in itself was questionable. So we take everything with a very, very strong and very severe grain of salt. Mm-hmm. But that's the fantasy, so we live it. Hi, how are you? Congratulations, Priyanka. My best friend. Somebody's best friend. Uh, yeah, somebody <laughs> else's best friend. I mean, at least someone won. Somebody has to win. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I hope this is season two because we'll be we're here for it. We're ready to audition. We're ready to get on and start a shed. Absolutely. If you want to bug us, Fifi, who cares? Savannah Couture. We absolutely hate each other. We're rivals. But you should book us for the show. We'll be like the best TV you ever had. The best TV you ever had. And you know she's obviously gonna go home before me because because I'll go home first. Let's be real. Here. <laughs> Let's be fucking real. I mean, at least I have something to rely on. What does she have? It's definitely not her looks, and it's not her personality. Honey, hi, how are you? And definitely not her dance moves. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyways, here we are. I'm middle of the pact. We'll see. We'll but see. We used to watch it together every. What, what did it come out? Thursdays? Fridays? No, Thursday. Friday Thursdays. was regular drag race. Um, and this bitch will invite me over and she's like, you want a drink? And she pulls out a bottle of tequila. She's like, I drink it with guava juice. Guava. Just wait. It tastes so good. She puts a little Ooh. bit of guava. She's like, let me know if it's too strong. I was uh. like, <laughs> and she's like, it's not that strong. Even what? she tasted it and she was like, what okay, was, what much. was wrong? I don't understand your problem. Bitch, I was gone after one sip. One sip of what? There's tequila with guava. She's gone already. She's been drinking. Wait. Ah! 
drinking. Yeah, I've been drinking. Okay, so for a second, I was like, is she doing the beginning of Katy Perry's Dark Horse? Or is she doing the beginning of High Horse by Casey Musgraves? It was the beginning of drinking. Though. Either or, she didn't do it regardless, and I'm unimpressed. <laughs> so here we are once again with your hostess with the mostest, I guess, Ms. Fifi. Who really gave Fifi, okay. <laughs> I need, I don't know if I can do this. I need something. <laughs> So we just gave her a fucking tequila soda with lemon juice. <laughs> She's not having it. <laughs> so I don't. <laughs> I don't drink. I don't drink soda. I don't like it. <laughs> and it is like the acidic. I don't want it. I, I don't want any more. They don't drink. Yeah, but it's poured. So what do you want? <laughs> Doesn't she sound like Lola from Big Mouth? I just, oh my God, Andrew. I don't understand why you want to come for me, but Andrew. Pretty much like that. I have a hard on, but you're disgusting. <laughs> uh, after those two minutes of laughing, um, the last thing that we could talk about is like quarantine. Quarantine queen. Quarantine queen. Oh my God. So it's so crazy to even like talk about quarantine because I know that the first time that we actually endured it, I 74 days, count it, bitch, 70 four days i went without leaving my apartment without exiting the facilities of my building the grocery store the liquor store how did you get food 74 i had my food dropped off at my front door they would text me when it was here i would pick up it when they were gone 74 days it took me to feel comfortable enough to leave my house the first quarantine and now i work in the rito center which is the hub of buffooneries. So uh, the gaggeries, it's like, it's a lot for me personally, but here we are. I mean, it was something. Not getting dick on the regular, a struggle. <laughs> a struggle. Oh my God, do you want to know the gaggeries? Is that, oh my God, this is so much tea. <laughs> Whatever. So there was an employee that maybe had come back to work when they shouldn't have because of COVID and quarantine and can be from a foreign country. Anyways, I regularly we're switching because we're not we're not about that fantasy. I regularly think where I'm like, I could just totally go to Nova Scotia for a week and just be on northeast southwest <laughs> just be on the east coast and totally just like feel my fantasy mm-hmm. but that's not a thing i mean you could but if you go to the east coast you have to quarantine for two weeks before you leave your house but that's the problem is it's the two-week corn corn quarantizations i mean i did pretty good I did pretty good. I didn't see anybody for two months. And then after that, I was like, fuck this shit. Well, I don't really feel like you quarantined at all, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's the tea, but 
I mean, I did have sex with people. I have to know. I did have sex. Sue me. What are you going to do about it? She had sex. Can you tell that she's been drinking a little? <laughs> I don't know why you feel like you need to come to me. Um, come for me. What about like, come on me, it's fine, whatever. This is a PG um, podcast. JK is not. It's cute because we have our assistant Austin on the side and he's such a bottom where I say things like this and he's like, what does that mean? And I'm just like, stop. <laughs> Put a dick in an ass once in a while. Like, don't be so basic. It's cute. We're gonna get her. We're gonna get her there. We are Someday. going to Someday. get her there. Spread alert. She's never gonna get there because she's a power bottom. <laughs> there any single men out there? <laughs> <laughs> My name is uh, Savannah Couture, aka at Rainy Venus. Please message me on of your straight inquiries because I am what I couldn't. <laughs> this message was brought to you by drunk savannah who just fell on the floor <laughs> no but really what else what else did you do during quarantine did you do online drag or, or you didn't honestly me personally uh no <laughs> online drag it's just like i was just like it's super awkward for me because personally like i will never shade a queen who does it as so but i'm just like to me, it's not my gig. I'm like, I can situate myself good enough where I'm like, I don't want to use the word desperation because I have so many sisters who do it. And I'm like, oh, I wish I could. But personally, and as somebody who was featured on, I feel like my talents are more so kind of, um, Talking. they're more so kind of allocated in different places. And that's why, I wanted to do this sort of fantasy of a talk show. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it was more of a in, inquiry into the fantasy that is the Ottawa drag scene. You know what I mean? Not because mm -hmm. it's like, oh, how are you? Hi. No, bitch, that's my fantasy. Your fantasy is why you are somebody that I want to talk to. So, Fifi. I did online drag. It was so awkward, though. Because you will do a number and there was... No sound, no sound. You know, like finish a number, it's like, um, is there anybody here? And then you see like clap emojis pop up on the comments. And you're like, mm-hmm. Okay, so with that being said, if you had to have a, a go-to jam, your single of 2020. Physical as... by Dua Lipa. Wow, you're pulling a, a number that was dropped in November. So super I fresh. still don't care. Uh, still part of future nostalgia, uh, iconic, Troll Unique, never the same. Icon, legend, the moment. Like, it was my most listened song on my Spotify um, review of the year. That's fair. Honestly, if I had to pick one, mine would probably be... Rain On Me? No. Ice Cream? No. Stupid Love? Plastic Hearts? It's something on Plastic Hearts. Anyways, <laughs> I would probably say it's probably Midnight Sky. From Miley Cyrus off the Plastic Cards album, it, whether it is Miley Cyrus or if it is the um, Edge of Seventeen Stevie Nicks remix, the fantasy is still there. I definitely feel like since it dropped, I have done it every single show and then some. You know what I mean? 
Do you know time. what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? So on that note, how how has it been this year for you? Like overall, how are you? In one word, um, I would probably use the word tumultuous because. This year definitely helped me define myself as a person, but it also showed me where my morals and my laurels really lie. And that is uh, the iconicness and the fantasy that is Miss Savannah Couture. I mean, that in itself is your explanation and your definition and your inquiries and the to moment. such questions because she is the moment here it is and there she is <laughs> that's gonna sound so loud on people's headphones you're welcome <laughs> i mean we're gonna cut it here because she's been drinking a lot but this year has been interesting let's leave it at interesting anyway we're gonna go we're gonna say now, bye, Fee. Bye, Fee. If people wanna find you on Instagram, where can they find you at? You can find me at, at Randy Venus on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. Honey, she is what about easy. What TikTok? It, also, <laughs> honey, at Randy Venus, she's easy and accessible for all of the children. Hi. How, How are, are ya? And you can find me at who cares as F-I-F-I, not E-P-H, because you know it's the Spanish spelling, not the English spelling. Anyway, we're going to go. Bye, Fee. Bye, Fee.